This episode of MBSing is sponsored by Basecamp. When you use Basecamp to run projects, people know what to do, people know where things are, and you stay on top of everything all the time. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest today is my good friend, Lee Russell, and he talks to me about his love of horror movies. Horror. Horror. The horror. I think we covered a lot of ground. We talked about some of his early favorites, the way that he thinks that they've kind of influenced him as a kid and person over the years, um, and what he really gets out of them thought it was truly interesting to hear him say that he also doesn't necessarily enjoy the sensation of being scared. I say also because I certainly do not. Um, and it's something that keeps me from watching more horror movies. So it was really fun and interesting to get to kind of um, break down what he thinks I might enjoy about some uh, films that I may have been a little reticent to check out. And what it is that he really gets out of that experience and those stories uh, as he watches um, and participates. Funny thing, Lee and I met... As a result of being cast in Splatter Theater together at the Annoyance Theater four years ago. Um, this will be this right now. We are currently, uh, we just passed the official opening night of this year's iteration of Splatter Theater. We are both participants and we'd both love for you to come check it out. That's at the Annoyance Theater at Clark and Belmont on Saturday nights at 10 o'clock from now until Halloween. You have so many chances. Come check it out. I really dig that show. It's a total mess, uh, and it's bloody and funny and um, ridiculous. And I think that uh, Lee and I have a good time kind of recapping at the at the bottom of the show um, what he gets out of it as a performer and, and how you know, we feel the show has uh, has been a part of our lives here in Chicago. Uh, I think it's a really fun thing to check out, um, and I encourage everyone to do so. If you would like to see another show at The Annoyance, you can come on Thursday nights at 9.30 for the Fishbowl. He has also participated in that with me in the past. And uh, my group, Sight Unseen, hosts it every week. It's a total blast. I really love that show at theater, etc. Thank you so much to the Chicago Podcast Co-op for sponsoring. We're getting pretty deep about a lot of different films. You'll probably like Alka Hollywood. Clint, Jared, and a, a guest talk about one movie each week, old or new, good or bad, and create a custom cocktail and drinking game for it. That's just one of many different shows. Another show um, that is close to my heart in the Chicago Podcast Co-op is Your Stories, and the uh, October iteration of that show will be Horror Stories, which I'm so jazzed about. So mark your calendar for October 18th at 7 p.m. That'll be at the Sum Office Theater, 1917 North Elston. And if you uh, want to tell 
any story that the theme horror stories inspires in you, email yourstories at gmail.com for a spot in that lineup. I think that's all I got. If you want to check out other episodes of Your Stories, they're on nerdalogs.com and iTunes, much like this show is. Um, hey, rate it on iTunes. If you like this show, give it a five-star rating. Leave a review. Apparently, people can discover it that way. That's pretty cool. Thanks for listening. Also, just nice to make sure everything's running smoothly. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. I've done this a couple times. <laughs> you got like 100 episodes. <laughs> this will be 120. <laughs> oh, man. You're 120. I like it. I like it, too. I'm so glad you're here. I'm happy to be here. Um... Let's just let's just go, baby. Sure, yeah, yeah. Let's just go. My guest today is Lee Russell. Hey, he's gonna talk to me about his love of. Uh, do you want to just do horror movies, or do you want to call it horror in general? Oh man, I, I love horror movies, and I and I'm not an expert in all things horror. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I'll say I'm a great enthusiast of horror movies sure. and all things horror. But okay, I'm not an expert in all things horror. That's perfectly all right. There, I, I think. Or an expert in anything. Though, yeah. So. Well, I th- I don't think very many people who do this would consider themselves um, an expert on their topic. Nor do I Fair expect enough. that. No. Um, so let's call it horror movies. And I mean anything tangentially yeah. related to horror that happens is cool too. I love it. Yeah. yeah. What would you say the origin of your love for horror movies is? Oh man. Um. So I've always loved movies, uh, and I only know how much, how far back that love goes from a story that my mom gave me. Love it. Was when my mom and dad wanted to go see Empire Strikes Back, <laughs> and they took me to the movie, and I was quiet. I was I watched the whole movie with them and did n- not a peep and like. At what age? I was like a baby. I was a baby. I was going to say, you would have had to have been yeah, nothing I w- old. Yeah, I was nothing old. <laughs> You're not that old. <laughs> uh, and I just slack-jawed, wide-eyed, watched the movie. And um, so my love of movies started then. Cool. I, I would say. Because yeah. from what I understand, I even kept track like in my head when we would watch the tapes. I was like, this isn't the whole movie. And my mom at the time didn't know. Like She was like, what are you talking about? You just watched Star Wars. You love Star Wars. I was like, yeah, but there's a part where there's like... These other things. And I hadn't watched Empire on video. Uh, so she was like, you're remembering? Like, in her head, she's like, you're remembering what you saw in the fucking theater? That's so crazy. So, like, I, yeah. The, so I love that these, part. these, like, little, little <laughs> baby mems. Yeah. <laughs> little baby mems. I'm like, this movie isn't done. This, this clearly has more. And my mom's like, what are you talking about, Psycho Baby? That's so but, weird yeah. and funny. So I've always loved movies. Uh-huh. And then I think the, the, the horror genre itself snuck up in my life of just watching everything oh cool and like my parents uh a lot of people uh, in the family were mad because they would let me watch any movie really and i'm like a five i'm like the only five-year-old uh, uh and this this is not right in terms of chronology right all. like i'm a little kid and i'm telling people how great terminator is <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> <It's> r-rated <laughs> Murder robot. Well, I was going to say pretty violent. Yeah, it's like insanely violent. <laughs> Murder <and> robot. <laughs> yeah, he's a guy, and you, you, you don't understand. They say these words, and, you know, <laughs> like fuck and shit, and you know, I'm te- like, I was the troublemaking cousin who taught my cousins how to curse. That's so and I, funny. They were older and it was than me, all because of films that you'd yeah, seen. The films, and so I would say probably because of my father having like an HBO sh- subscription and just kind of 
sneaking out and staying up a little later mm-hmm. to watch. They they would do a lot of horror horror shows, and I would just watch those. Um, I can't remember the very first horror movie. I just remember my very first monster Ooh. that was like changed me. Um, it, it was Freddy Krueger who, who was like, "That's the that's my guy." Yeah. When I think like when everybody has like you know. And I saw the, the old ones where it's like Dracula, yeah, Black Lagoon. all the like Paramount type, yeah, monsters. Wolfman, Mummy, yeah. stuff like that. Those are all great and candy, but fucking Freddy haunted me. I mean, I feel great. like there's a difference even at that uh, stage of what like film was and horror films were. Yeah, I feel like there's still a pretty big difference between the like uh, kind of fan. Fair surrounding some of those old like paramounted type things. Sure, you know, sure. there's only so much they could do with film. Yeah, a lot of it was music and makeup uh, yeah. and things like that. And, like Lon Chaney and all that stuff, where he's he's all these different monsters. Uh-huh. It's amazing to find out later because as I became a fan of like the artistry behind the makeup, uh-huh. like uh, uh, Rick Baker and American Werewolf in London, okay, and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I started to get more into the older monsters because you're cool. like, oh, these are the origins of the makeup. Yeah, that's um, awesome. But yeah. Freddy Krueger was what did it for oh, you? Man, yeah. And do you know around when that was? I so I never I saw it on and video. that's Friday the Thirteenth, right? No, Nightmare. or Halloween. Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm so bad. You're, I told you I don't know horror <laughs> movies very well. Yeah, absolutely fine. Um, you're gonna hopefully Nightmare learn on Elm Street. a lot more than I. Friday the 13th is... Friday the 13th is Jason, Jason. Voorhees. Uh, but really, when you think about it, like the first ones is Mom. Spoilers. This Ooh. Is the guys, Who cares? buckle up. Those movies are bad. If you are mad about learning Hor- what happened... Horror spoilers. <laughs> horror spoilers. Horror spoilers. High rise spoilers. Yeah, and, you know, Friday the 13th, Jason Voorhees... Halloween's Michael Myers. That's right. That's yeah. right. I knew I was missing a big, like, villain in my head, and I couldn't put my finger on it. Yeah. And it was... He's and, a fun one. But uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. So yeah. are you... Was th- Were those, like, some of the original Nightmare on Elm Streets that you were... Yeah, the first... The, I saw the first one on videotape, uh, and it just... It ruined sleep for me. Really? You know? It's, like, one of those things where you... Ballpark, like, what year, what oh, ages man. was that? To, I know it's really like hard in my to head. Yeah, in my head, I'm trying to figure out when it was in theaters and then when it would have been on tape. So right. It's at least a year after. I'm assuming a year after it's been out mm-hmm. in theaters. Mm-hmm. And I want to say it's been on tape a year. So it's like two years removed from him being in the culture. Sure. So I had to be. What was he? He was like 89. So I had to be like eight or. <laughs> Eight, eight, seven, or eight. Yeah, you know? less than ten. Yeah, I was less than which 10. is you know I'm trying definitely eighty nine. That can't be right. He had to be around earlier than that. That sounds about right to me. But I was like, I was like, it's not imperative. I was yeah. just curious. Like, uh, we're not talking about like an eighth grader. <laughs> no, we're talking about like, I'm like a kid, uh, like a <laughs> third grader. <laughs> yeah, who's totally into like watching Johnny Depp's pool of blood go on the ceiling I and like cannot. fascinated and like oh my god I can't stop watching and I never want that to happen to me I cannot <laughs> imagine I remember being a, like an 11 year old and the intro to Are You Afraid of the Dark would start and I'd oh, be like man. nope <laughs> <laughs> no not today kid on a swing <laughs> not like, today Satan you're not getting me yeah. roped into this and like oh, man. every once in a while I love I, that show I, every once in a while if I was feeling cocky if I was feeling like, 
assured, like all the lights in the house were on, maybe somebody else was home, I would leave it on. Yeah. Or sometimes I would even like change the channel and then go back to it. But it was not my bag. Like I don't I've never liked being scared. Oh man. Uh, I don't, so a very yeah. different experience. That's a, that's where a fun that's thing. Concerned. Is like I don't like being scared, but I like these movies. That is, uh, and and now that I'm older, when a movie uh-huh. can kind of give me like a ooh, that's uh, saying like, something. Yeah, it's like a tingle. I love it. Uh-huh. I like when it's a throwback. Uh, there's some uh, like Bloomhouse Productions uh, have been doing like the Insidious and oh, uh-huh. uh, those films. Uh, paranormal. I think they did Paranormal Activity. I um, think. I want to say they yeah, did. Yeah, I want to like, say like Insidious has the same like. Yeah, I, like with the team like, low budget mm-hmm. demon stuff. That stuff to me lately has been like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Even and, the found footage type things. Uh, no, hit or miss? Yes or no? It, it's like some of the found footage stuff that comes out is so fucking creative and so fucking cool. So again, like what? So VHS two is a horror anthology, mm-hmm. and if you see, if you were curious about VHS at all, only watch VHS two. The other ones are no good. Interesting. Uh, VHS one was kind of like, eh. It was kind of this underwhelming. It looked cool. Is it all found footage? Yeah, yeah. It's all like first person uh, cameras and stuff like that. Um, And that's like the whole point of VHS. Uh, And the first one is like really talented people doing okay work. Like it's not like abysmal. If you watch VHS, it's gonna be fun. Mm -hmm. But VH two, in my mind, was fucking earth shatteringly. Really. And. I don't know if everybody agrees with that, but sure. I fucking love what they did with it in terms of being uh, creative. Because you're always like, why is the camera still on? And then like, so there's moments where you're like, oh, the camera's still on. But my favorite reason was the second one is like this GoPro camera. This guy's cool. like got a GoPro camera. Uh-huh. And then it becomes, from his perspective, a zombie outbreak. And so he, you see it from him as a zombie. He becomes a Whoa. zombie. And so that's why the camera's on. And you're like, oh, that's fucking amazing. And then you see these amazing shots and these really cool, intimate moments that you wouldn't have got any other way than with that. And you're like, I can't think of any other way so to do So you, this. like, fuck with – like, if you're going to give it that perspective, yeah. why not do something interesting with that perspective, oh, yeah, basically, yeah. is what and, I uh, am hearing. One of the directors from the original Blair Witch – yeah, uh, I was just about to bring up Blair yeah. Witch because obviously that kind of started it all. Yeah, and he did a segment in that, which is also fucking incredible. Yeah, it's like is like a is big, it do any of the segments have anything to do with one another? Or is it literally little kind I, of I, vignettes? So they have like so with VHS like most have, I have I I know what VHS is like I'm aware of it. Sure, I would never watch that. Like <laughs> you have to understand. Like I see the poster for that and I'm like. Mm. No, <laughs> like it goes, it takes me back to being an 11 year old and yeah. the, you know, doo, 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 that shit comes yeah. on. It's the same. I have the same reaction now. <laughs> I was just like, I see a poster like that and I'm like, not for me. Yeah. Well, they're all like tiny roller coaster rides uh-huh. if they're, when they're well done. They're amazing. And I think the best horror comes from either people really reveling in the genre where it's like, uh, this is a zombie. Un, un, unabashedly happy to be a zombie apocalypse and everybody's gonna like really take on some tropes and have fun with it mm-hmm. and it's kind of like they turn up the they just, they just go full out I, like I, I the don't stakes or yeah the stakes the characters they'll, they'll be like some big shitty like oh you think you're gonna make it in character you know yeah like, yeah I, I, i've been around and then he somehow fucking eats it in the simplest way and you're yeah. like oh typical that's hilarious and right. there's like this kind of nobody character that builds himself up or um, kind of like a 
Cabin in the Woods. Oh, I love Cabin in the Woods. I have seen Cabin in the Woods. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, all of the little boxy things you oh, know what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. That's easily the part where I'm like, nope, this is bad. <laughs> no thanks. Oh, man. Uh, that's If there, that's not so unsettling many... for people, I don't know what is. Man, it, it literally watching that movie. Uh, so I was very happy how I got to watch that movie. I got to watch that at South by Southwest <gasps> with... Uh, Joss Whedon and no with way. yeah, uh, d- I'm blanking on the director's name. Uh, I really love him. Cabin after in that. the Woods. Cabin in the Woods. I'm trying I know to know who you're right talking now. about too. Boop, boop, boop. Why don't I know it? Because I should. Um, um, we'll go away from it. We'll go from away. It'll, it'll, it'll probably pop yeah. in my head. But he was there, and then like this like really amped audience that all just loves the idea of this movie, and then the movie happens, and it everybody you could hear it in the theaters like everybody's like so engaged and like. All the little inside jokes. If you watch yeah. horror movies, every inside joke is just amazing. And, then and it's hitting that, for like the whole audience because oh, everyone was there for that. Yeah, everybody. And so it's just That's like this, so cool. And watching it was amazing. And then I just couldn't wait for other friends of mine who like horror movies to, to catch watch up it. with it. Like, oh, God. Yeah. You have to see this movie. It's amazing. And then one question that I thought was the most appropriate question was So, how does it feel to make the very last horror movie? Because this is like quintessential this, yeah this is like the last chapter someone asked him that yeah he's like, that's How's it feel? cool because it's over now why that's so cool <laughs> like why do more yeah uh, we did it guys we we, we did it and it feels like we won we won horror movies so. that's so funny yeah i mean yeah. even if, i think for me i've i i brought myself to watch it because enough people talked about like um that it like kind of subverts the genre in a way yeah. nothing really has and uh and I was like, okay, I love movies enough yeah. that I think I want to see what you're describing. Yeah. And But it's also one of those things where, like, you try to get people to watch it while telling them as little as you can. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you, can't, you can't even tell them the jokes that you're, like, finding really funny. Like, certain monsters in the movie, you're like, uh, oh, that's a total reference to Penhead from Hellraiser. That guy is amazing. And then these, little, these other little trinkets are then, like, just um, the, mer- <laughs> the merman buildup yeah. is just incredible. And just little things like that. You're just like, oh, man. Yeah. Not that the merman was, well, as a joke to a horror thing. Well, I mean, just outside the creature from the Black Lagoon kind of. Oh, look. but it's sure. not like there's no reference to creature. Uh-huh. It's just like this awesome. See, merman. that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, like I think it really is a testament to the kind of movie that was that it like it was it like even from your experience having like the most excitement surrounding it. Mm-hmm. You know, seeing it that early. Um, at the place where the hype for movies like that gets started. You oh, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um, but even from my perspective of, like, hearing about it on film podcasts and, like, from mutual friends and things like yeah. that, it really was a movie, like, of the moment. Like, oh, yeah. it was very much... Super smart. Uh, I, I want to... Uh, there was a... Uh, I think I had the same experience when I saw Scream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw Scream opening weekend, and I remember watching that movie going, like, holy shit, Wes Craven's back on top. Uh, and it was an amazing moment. And Kevin Williamson was the writer for that, and he had written, I think it was Dawson's Creek. Oh, so, really? Like, the fact that he wrote like this kind of like subversive slasher film that uh-huh. was a lot of fun. And uh, I lived in, I was in Dallas at the time, and uh, the whole audience was kind of like that video you showed me where they were just very into it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so there's like that whole. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that that lady in the back was like. Don't open that door. Yeah. <laughs> Why you going in there? That's stupid as fuck. You know, anyway, yeah. And you're just like listening to like this cacophony. Yeah, it's of, effective. Yeah. It's yeah, affecting just, people. Like everybody's like, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, a lot of people hate that. But but in horror, there's there's 
when it's kind of justified and you can kind of feel the energy of the audience, it's like, oh, that's kind of That's awesome. fun. That's it, fun. It, absolutely. It's a system. That was one of the reasons why I showed it to you because I knew you would appreciate, like, I showed Lee a video while we were on our way here. A friend <laughs> of mine posted that where he had gone to see the newest um, M. Night Shyamalan movie, The yeah. Visit, <laughs> and ended up in a screening full of, like, 11-year-old girls. <laughs> And on screen, it's just this, like, kind of figure under yeah. a, sh- a bed sheet. Like, kind of coming at Kind you. of, like, shifting around a little. And you can kind of hear this hubbub. Like this, yeah. like you said, there's this kind of energy where it's like, <laughs> and then it, like, yeah, it, like, lifts up out of the sheet and just, <laughs> it sounds like 20 11-year-old girls are just, like. At the top of their <laughs> lungs, screaming. Uh, and this was like a man in his, like in his like <laughs> mid twenties, just like oh god, like the person who took the video yeah. is, and I th- I don't know if he went by himself or not, but like I kind of hope he did. Oh, just man. it was like one First, poor <laughs> like person who like kind of just thought the visit might be a cool movie to see. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. Yeah, it definitely felt like. A sleepover, like the vibe of just this yeah. fifteen-second clip of watching the movie is like a sleepover. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, they're just they're just so fun, and and when they're, I think I also find a lot of them to be really romantic. Like that's the thing mm. that I find about a lot of the monsters, um, like the older monsters anyway. They're always they're always like defying death or the laws of what of like that that govern us that we're all afraid of, and they and they overcome that for love or. Or uh, like, uh, there's always something. There's some duality to a lot of horror, yeah. To a lot of great or 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 just desi- desire to be like yeah. more human. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like when Bram Stoker's Dracula came out, I remember uh, watching watching that and really I had had never read the book because I, I just I just never read a sure. lot of books. Yeah, me neither. Uh, and um, that movie, watching Gary Oldman portray like the why of him becoming what he's becoming this is like god has taken away what i love well then you know what i'm gonna take away everything you made and then you know like defi- that defiance and that that passion pushing through time itself and and you know that's built. really cool yeah like and that's a lot of, a lot of monsters are that way so granted freddy krueger is not yeah in terms of, like he's he's a he's kind of a kitty fiddler that was you know get, got some like real street justice from the parents who are like you know fuck you we're gonna burn you alive is that really the origin oh, story yeah. of freddy krueger yeah so like uh they really emphasize that in the remake okay and it's, it's kind of which tough. when was that oh i want to say it was like two or three years ago okay i didn't think it was and too it, long ago it was not good because mm-hmm. they they weren't trying to bring freddy into today and tell a new freddy story they just kind of oh i really liked this scene from the first movie let's do it again and kind of worse like it's funny some of the effects that really hold up that look cheesy Mm -hmm. but you're like that's creepier that it's not like there's this one scene where he's like walking down an alleyway and his arm like freddy krueger's arms stretch out so that um a character can't run past him yeah and he's he's just like i feel like i can mentally picture that image and his arms are all kind of like it's relatively iconic yeah they're all saggy and they're just like it's like it's just like demented looking and like if you were to do it today it's like there's gonna be straight arms that kind of look anatomically correct which it doesn't lend itself to that kind of dream yeah craziness i mean it's called nightmare and like it's supposed to be ethereal and creepy and i and i feel like that movie didn't really get 
Um, and granted, the uh, who was the guy that from Little Children? Oh, uh, Patrick Wilson. Not Patrick Wilson. It was Jackie Jake, O'Haley. Thank you. He played Freddy Krueger. Yeah, that's and right. He was great as Freddy Krueger. He's so I mean, he's just a good. good actor. I mean, yeah, he's a good actor in general, but like. Yeah. It's got to be weird to be the actor who really shines in, like, yeah. the creepy, like, uh, <laughs> you know, Rorschach, <laughs> like, the anarchist, the yeah. pedophiles, like, yeah, yeah. He, that's really, like, where he's, fa- I mean, yeah. all of the movies, are, like. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's always, he's really good. Little children. Shitty bad guy. <laughs> uh, but he's so good at he's it. He's insanely good. Uh, and he's he was the best part of that movie, but it was also, like, he couldn't carry that remake yeah i, I mean it, similar for Watchmen. Uh, like yeah. i think he's the best part of that as an actor yeah but I've, I've gone back and rewatched that and thought it wasn't as bad as i remember i think it was the hype around it and the build-up in my head i absolutely agree i haven't watched the whole thing recently mm-hmm. but i think people really wanted it to be incredible yeah. and Zack snyder directed it so it wasn't going to be <laughs> I think people give him shit, and I think he's a good director. I just think he he pulls from the same bag of tricks, and right now he's kind of stuck in somebody else's sandbox. The only the which isn't a bad thing entirely mm-hmm. because he did Sucker Punch, which was somebody should have told him no somewhere. Gotcha. And fixed that mess. So I never saw it, but I've just do. heard horrible ne- stories, which is why I've never seen it. It's four different movies that you Ooh. really want to see shoved together into one movie that you don't want to see ever. <laughs> um, it's a nightmare. Yeah, but I mean, visually, he, that's why he made a name for himself. is because he's, well, like, yeah, yeah. doing things that no one had really done. Well, what launched him was Dawn of the Dead remake. Really? Which is a fucking great remake. I always associate his launching with 300, but this was before Yeah, this was before 300. Wow. This got him 300. Gotcha. That um, makes a lot more sense because I was and like... James Gunn wrote the screenplay on, on that, too. Uh, who, for the remake? For the remake of uh, wow. Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. And, and, and they... Uh, I don't know if they, it was their company, Strike Entertainment or Strike Productions. was. I think there might be their company. But they did that together, and uh, after that, James Gunn did Slither, Mm-hmm. Which is a great little monster movie from mm-hmm. the, like these aliens from outer space and uh, Nathan Fillion. Yeah, Nathan Fillion is in that, um, and it was it was fucking great. And and I think the thing that made it really good was that uh, they remade it and not just retold it. Yes, like they 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 had different characters doing different things in the same kind of set. I mean, same. I think that you know. I I mean to think of a similar recent thing. I would say uh, Fury Road is oh, a good man. example of that, you know? Well, yeah, in a, in a great way, too, because he they, – they re- George Miller rebooted his franchise, mm-hmm. and, and uh, at cool. the same time, it was a sequel without being, like, you had to see the other three. Uh, and, and, else, yeah. Just so you know, the first Mad Max, pretty fucking great. And you I've think, heard that, too. Uh, and – Road Warrior, pretty fucking amazing. Mm. And Thunderdome, pretty fucking fun. <laughs> I, I like Mel Gibson. I know he's got his problems, but sure. I know. Yeah. Uh, I like the Patriot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Braveheart America is a terrible movie. <laughs> Braveheart America. It is. It's totally Braveheart America. Yeah. I think the only reason I have <laughs> any sort of a soft spot for it is because I'm from South Carolina. Oh, yeah, And yeah. so, like, because it was, like, this historical movie, like, the Swamp Fox is 
you know, a thing that's taught in school a lot mm. in a similar way to, I'm sure you learned a lot about like Texas very stuff. specific Texas history. Yeah, yeah. Swamp Fox and the Revolutionary War is a big, you know, thing that's talked about during South Carolina history. Cool. So I probably had to watch or not had to, but I probably watched the Patriot in school like three times oh, at sick. least. That's why they have sick days. And they would always them. like, yeah, right. <laughs> and they would always like, they'd get to the scene of him just like fucking hatcheting the guy to death after his first son oh, gets killed. Yeah. And more often than not, this was, I was probably in like early, like somewhere in middle school. Mm-hmm. I'd say I was somewhere in middle school. And they would always like fast forward through the part. <laughs> And it's like, you can still see him, like, oh, hacking. And they just made it more brutal. Cause yeah, because, like, 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 now it's like, now yeah. like having more fun with it. He's like, nah, yeah, nah, nah. yeah. They're like, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, like, pretty yeah. heavy stuff in there. But I, I do think it gives me, I'm not a big, like, epic war type fan sure. in the first place. Yeah. But I think that I have a weird soft spot for it. Uh, we all yeah, I'm not a child. You're my child. Heath <laughs> <laughs> Ledger, man. Yeah. R.I.P. Right. Rest in peace, baby. I just mean in that movie. He died yeah, in that he's movie. De- he's dead in the movie. He's, <laughs> he's dead in that movie and he's dead in real life. Hmm. Mm, bad. And the kid from uh, something else. He, he did some Disney stuff. Not important. <laughs> Very off topic. Oh, and that's another, <laughs> actually a fun, fun story. I think Disney... Uh, growing up watching Disney films, the parts that excited me the most were the kind of horror elements. Interesting. Uh, like fan- the, the moment in Fantasia where they're, they're – I, I am forgetting the name of it, but the mountain. I want to oh, say it's uh-huh. uh, something mountain um, where all the ghosts are coming out. I and you know see what the, you're talking the about. The mountain opens up and there's that huge demon, that whole segment. See, in, terrifying in fan- for me. Oh. It drove me away from Fantasia. <laughs> I, I loved it. I loved it. That was the thing. Like, that's, that's what made me rewatch Fantasia. Mm-hmm. It's like – you're like seeing all these beautiful other elements and then it gets to this like oh guess what this is what it's all about at night and that's so like, cool and you know those those things uh and like how scary the witch was mm-hmm. and i always identified with the villains so i think that's another thing that kind of <laughs> you fucking slytherin. <laughs> yeah, slytherin well the villains are essentially doing exactly what the hero's doing it's just that the hero that everybody's on board with doesn't agree with that guy. Yes. And the villain's just like, yeah, but I wish more people agreed with me because then, you know, maybe my thing might work. I, yeah. uh, it, two things. Um, my friend Joe, who's in the Nerdlogs with me, mm-hmm. wrote a monologue about this oh, at, okay. at, at some point for the group. And I really loved it because he, like, that was the exact question that he raised was like, but what if we look at it from the other person's perspective? Like, yeah. in this, he, like, told a short story and was like, in this situation, you know, I didn't see that I was doing something in the wrong, but think about the person from the other perspective. Like to them, I was the villain. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was going to say is um, that uh, I think that's one of the things that I've always liked a lot about X-Men mm-hmm. is that like they, at, they're usually fighting. I mean, I don't read comics, but I've seen movies. Absolutely. Um, they're usually like fighting against one another. Yeah. And it's because they have multiple ways of trying to address the same problem, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, you can, you know, like, 
this Magneto guy, he's got some like pretty Solid decent ideas. ideas. And like in the what they did in the movies that I don't remember them ever doing in the books, making Magneto a Holocaust survivor. Yes. You're like, oh, he has like a real root into why he distrusts authority yeah. to like the nth degree because he's seen it taken to the extreme. Yeah. I and, thought First Class was a legitimately oh, yeah. great movie. Oh yeah. It's it's wonderful and like I actually just rewatched that. Yeah. Uh, and when you think about like the real horror of uh-huh. that moment and then like telling that story uh, is kind of is kind of a nice step back. It's like, oh, this is kind of a because fun you... way to address it. Yeah. And seeing, um, yeah, seeing like that they used to try it. They were kind of like on the same page and working together and yeah. seeing those actors so well cast. This is honestly helping me recognize more of the reasoning behind like being into horror movies in the first place oh yeah because to me it's like i don't like being scared i don't see why i would watch that <laughs> well there i mean to to be fair uh you but get, you said you don't like being scared either i don't like being scared but i there's something about uh the that adrenaline that kind of gets you jolted up so that's why i also equate it to like roller coaster rides i i actually didn't like roller coasters until i was in my early 20s I even turned – so being from Texas, there's uh, – there wasn't a Titan at the time. There was a Texas Giant. It was the world's largest wooden roller coaster cool. with the deepest drop and all that other stuff. Oh, wooden coasters are scarier um, than metal oh, yeah. coasters. And, you know, I'd always hear, like, you know, little kids – What would, park? Uh, One of the Six, Six Flags? Flags. Six Flags over Texas, yeah. Um, I don't know if it has – like, there's always, like, a San Antonio. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's in Arlington. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember my dad – I was maybe – 16 uh-huh. like it shouldn't have been a big deal yeah and he was like hey let's go on a roller coaster this will be your first one you know because you don't like why this. not yeah, yeah. And i'm like no not a chance yeah and like i'm a shitty little teenager uh-huh. in a park and my dad's like come let's do this i paid for you to be here you're right. gonna go on a roller this is coaster why we're here yeah I didn't, I didn't pay for you to walk around yeah. and eat more eat, hot dogs i was gonna say eat overpriced <laughs> yeah. crappy food that's not why we're here why would we be here yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, this is the first like the line is nothing let's go i'm like no i'm not doing it it's like all right you know what i paid for you to be here and you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna pay you a hundred dollars to get on this roller coaster right now no, I'm not going to do it. I, I walked away from my you family bitch. Uh, to the, to the, like, I'll wait for you at the exit. And, uh, and, and just, yeah, I'm a total bitch. What <laughs> a, a little kid. bit. Yeah, totally. hundred percent. What, uh, actually <laughs> made you do it. Uh, eventually. I ended up, so in my mind, it was like, I had to get over it uh-huh. because it, I, I was just so, uh, into other things that were kind of scary. Uh, you know, the horror movies and, mm-hmm. and just. You know, uh, stupid teenager things. You know, you do at night. And you just set streets on fire like an oh, idiot because okay. you're an idiot. I was like, uh, I didn't. Oh, like uh, <laughs> I guess that makes more. You know, being yeah. uh, being a little hellion. Yeah, I would like throw pumpkins out of a <laughs> of my friend's cars. You were that kid. I was that kid who busted a, a bunch of pumpkins on uh, 65, going like 80 miles an hour. And seeing them like bounce high and then explode a second, you know. So like, I can totally see you as that kid. Yeah, it's like, well, if I'm doing that and everybody's doing these roller coasters, and I think I had a girlfriend at the time, and I was like, let's do a roller coaster. I was like, yeah, of course, I love yeah, you. Yeah, I was gonna say that's so. so of course, that's yeah, what did it. It's and, some uh, girl being like, yeah. So I'm just like, come to, do this with me. It's like, yeah, come on, baby, I love you. And this is gonna be easy. <laughs> and then I freak the fuck out because that's like, no, oh, this is too fast. Uh-huh. Um. And so that kind of feeling that you get from all that adrenaline, it's like, oh, it's so fun. 
I, I can get those from some horror movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was getting that. It's like I, I didn't realize what I was like that whole ride aspect. Sure. Um, that just makes you feel alive and kind of hyper aware. But it's also a little bit like um, in the same way uh, growing up, uh, my, my dad's family, half of the family is Hispanic, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of Mexican and Spanish roots, uh, like Day of the Dead. So Halloween would always go that yeah, extra day. And, and yeah. Halloween was always my favorite holiday. And cool. And it's like uh, that whole supernatural aspect, like there's more to life kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, it's kind of thrilling just as yeah. a concept. Yeah. Just that, you know, that there's things that we don't know and there's mysteries out there. Uh, but I also find horror to be a thing that can address any, like, like it just can go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Alien, it's in space. It's, it's It talks about, like, I, I feel like it addresses things that you can't, that you it, don't want to talk about head on like, yeah like people just talking about the fear of going into space mm-hmm. and it's like well why are you afraid of going into space well the possibility of meeting a giant acid alien I, yeah. monster that's gonna eat my face oh yeah, that's weird sure why would you even talk about that yeah uh, or you know the fear of losing somebody uh-huh. uh, like if or if you did just lose somebody like you're you're hoping there's somewhere better or there's something there's something better out there for them and then like you know exploring ad- the explore- darker side of yeah, that the fear that maybe there isn't and maybe that thing that that you thought was better isn't better and you're, you're kind of like getting that out of your system a little bit so like there's some really great moments in horror films that are i, I find to be more honest than some dramas because cool. dramas can be you know they, they, they're they're not as theatrical in the air of course they're, yeah they're it, it can be you know schmaltzy music and yeah. lots of uh like prying for um, yeah, they're pulling at the heartstrings. They're yeah. like trying to get you to feel something. But An emotion that maybe it hasn't earned. Yeah. And then like the the basis of horror with that fear, that's a fear that's going to get you there. But then it's also going to like get you amped up so that then suddenly other emotions can come out of nowhere. And then you're like seeing why somebody is fighting to live. Like, cool. They're not, they're not fighting to live because like, oh, I need to get this um, – I need to get this job at this yeah. lawyer firm or right. my life's not going to be complete. It's like, no, I got to live so that my kid is going to have somebody to protect them yeah. in this monster field nightmare world. That's so, uh, that's cool. Yeah. Like the, I definitely, you know, it's like big picture fears. Like you're saying, you know, space and, uh, robot <laughs> monsters and shit. Yeah. Fear um, of the future, fear of just like, there's so many things, but then there's, you know, there's smaller, iconic things you know like the shining which is basically just like an exploration of the fear of like you know insanity and isolation and well, alcoholism and alcoholism you know how it's and destroying the family and kind right. of pushing them into that area of madness right yeah. uh the, the only other thing i was gonna say i think i have a a really uh a pretty similar relationship to horror films as i do to uh roller coasters oh. in that um, I, I do enjoy roller coasters more. I, I, there are very few roller coasters that I would hesitate to ride, mm-hmm. but any amusement park ride that is directly up and down, like any, uh, oh, like a tower of terror yeah, or a drop zone or whatever it is. If the, the fucking worst, if the idea is simply you go from being very high to very low very quickly, mm-hmm. I'm out. <laughs> like, I want nothing to do with it. I know the feeling that it evokes in me. Oh, yeah. It ice. is not a thrilling one. Yeah. It is a very scared one. Yeah. Um, I get off and I'm like, that was unsettling. I enjoyed nothing about it. I don't want to do that again. So, like, as I've 
you know, I, I was also relatively late bloomer where amusement park rides were concerned. Sure. Um, but I, the first time my dad like took me, it was Bush Gardens, uh, Williamsburg, I think, okay. um, up in Virginia. And they had just opened a new ride called Apollo's Chariot. It's a pretty simple uh, metal coaster. Lots of just like really at the time it was one of the fastest, uh, tallest first drops mm-hmm. um, on a coaster. And I think I just like deluded myself into being okay with it. I was just like, oh cool, it's new. My dad's really jazzed about it. Like I wanted to be kind of the like strong, <laughs> like brave kid, and yeah. I got on it, and I was for that first like going up the first hill and still now usually on the first going up the first hill i'm still that sound pretty anxious and like this is definitely where something could go wrong um but like once i'm over the first hill i'm usually just like oh yeah i love this you know what i mean and and i did and we did it and i was like pretty scared but also could recognize the thrilling aspect of it you know what i mean that 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 thing that hooks you and then we did a suspended coaster, which I was also pretty oh, yeah. scared of. Those great. But I loved it. Like, that was like, oh, this isn't scary at all to me. Like, right. it was just thrilling, and um, it feels safe. Like, you're very strapped in, but it also feels weightless and fun. So I think that's the relationship I have with horror movies as well, where, like, something like Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. I heard enough about it and got a good enough sense about it that it was like, I think I would enjoy this ride. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think there would be enough for me to latch on to and enjoy about it that it wouldn't just be like that straight up and down, you know, horror, yeah. like dr- this is only meant to scare me kind of thing. Right. So I think that's kind of the line that I, it's a pretty decent analogy for the line that I draw where horror movies are concerned is I try mm-hmm. to like get a sense from people like for things, uh, I don't know if this is, like, derailing or not, but I'm sure you'd be able to... Sp- I know you mentioned It Follows earlier. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, man. And that- that's one where, like, I'm probably eventually going to watch it because so many people have told me that it's great. Yeah. And The Babadook is another one. Oh, man. The Babadook was beautiful. Um, it Follows and uh, complete... I actually saw those pretty... Uh, no, I didn't. My yes, friend did. Okay. Um, but I, I felt like I saw them close together because he watched them close mm. together. Uh, and because, like, Babadook was on my mind when I went to go see It Follows. Uh, I thought It Follows was, like, an, a, a movie that I should have watched when I was a kid. Really? It felt so familiar, uh, but not in, an, in a, a shitty way. It was, like, really celebrating uh, the, like, kinda, it kind of made itself timeless by kind of giving people, like, some technology and then, like, weird like older TVs from the eighties and then like some people were wearing like kind of modern clothes and interesting rewatching it. I was actually, I just bought it on iTunes Cool. and, uh, rewatching it. You're I, I noticed that it gave itself like this. No period in time makes sense interesting. Like, for it to take place in because people are wearing coats, but it doesn't look cold. People are wearing <laughs> shorts when other people are wearing coats. Uh, the people go to the it's beach. It's almost oh, another yeah. disorienting thing about it. That's the other thing. It's like there's no – it takes place in no time whatsoever. It, it could be the far distant future where, you know, 70s came back again or – but then, like, other people are kind of wearing, like, 80s-looking clothes. And so it's like this real mishmash of time periods. And then the thing that I love the most is that 
the the premise was so simple, and it reminded me of a dream I had as a kid, Whoa. which was, uh, and, and, and probably everybody, where it's just something is coming after me. Uh, yeah. When my head would be on the pillow, I would hear footsteps later. I would realize it was my heartbeat. But because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, so like, I was just hearing my heartbeat in my ear. Oh, But as sure. I was hearing it slowly, kind of just like pumping along. I, I don't know why, but like maybe it was the pillowcase or something. It sounded like it was always walking on uh, like old, uh, not old leaves, but like fallen leaves. Uh-huh. So it was kind of crunching towards me. And then as I was get, as I would get scared, my heart would beat faster and faster. That's so the so footsteps funny. would come faster to to me. And and like that feeling trying to get to sleep was just like nightmarish. And seeing that movie, I was like, oh my god. I know this it just feeling. It, it's just gonna come after you always. It, so the concept <laughs> is is if I'm not mistaken that like it's almost like a sexually transmitted yeah. thing that follows you. Yeah. So it's, it's like a, watching the movie like from the ring, but yeah, a person following but you. But a person follow, but well, not a person, an, an it, it, uh, an entity. Yeah, because it can be anything. It can be a person. It follows. Yeah, it follows. It doesn't think. Doesn't feel. It follows. Uh, it's it's it, it's wonderful. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, there was an interview with the director, uh, uh, something something Mitchell, I think, uh, and he was talking about how the sex thing was just not kind John of, Cameron Mitchell. No, oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, it's like something Robert or like Mike Robert Mitchell or okay. something something something. I'm uh-huh. getting all these Mitchells in my head. No worries, dude. Uh, <laughs> uh, but he did an interview where that's like the kind of thing where it's like someone can be like. Someone can Google it should, follows. Yeah, just Google it. And know who the director is. Like, Guys, I, this doesn't yeah. need to exist for that. I would check in on my hive mind right now just to have <laughs> the answer, but we're recording and I don't want to make little yeah. dingy sounds while it's this is not, happening. It's not imperative. No. Like, that's less interesting to me than, like, your experience with the movie. Uh, and so he was doing an interview where he was like, the sex thing just ended up happening because um of horror movies where sex is kind of the deal but it wasn't mm-hmm. like the focus so it wasn't like trying to be like a sexually transmitted disease movie mm-hmm. it just ended up being what worked mm-hmm. um which is kind of interesting that he was so loose with it because then people are able to paint whatever they want with it yes. so kind of that open kind of canvas so people are like definitely like guys this is why we don't have premarital sex right something is gonna follow you to your death yeah and it's like oh this movie is about <laughs> hiv yeah, like, exactly. it's, it's like it's, it's not no, no it's, it's not it was so i thought so beautiful there was uh this one um thing that i when i saw it in theaters i had missed the very beginning so mm-hmm. seeing it on video i caught the very beginning now and there's this real brutal <laughs> aftermath moment at the very beginning that you're just like oh my god what does this like the very opening of the, yeah, movie? the very opening you don't see you don't see it at all uh wait and the, the score oh my god music that, oh i've heard that the score is awesome it was a guy that does video games uh if you play fez uh that guy that scored fez scored this cool. movie he, and um I think that's how he even got found was because the director played Fez, loved that's the music. That's awesome. Him. What a um, cool connection. Uh, but that music is so such a wonderful throwback. Yeah. Uh, and I was going to say, going back to Watchmen, tangentially, uh, that's one thing that pisses me off still is because if it's an alternate timeline, how the fuck is Bob Dylan doing the same goddamn song? <laughs> how the fuck are these same bands getting these same moments? Or it, like it pissed me off. How the That's fuck? That's so funny. Are, how, how can you have eighty-eight red balloons if everything's different? You can't. That's you so can't. Funny. 
So in my mind, I'm like, what a I'm, funny thing to like take heed. Oh man, music in a movie really does change everything for me. I, I think, mean, it, as a horror fan, I can imagine because oh, so it, much, it is yeah. so imperative and yeah. inherent. If you don't in have a good films. score, uh, Insidious has a wonderful score. It totally throws back to like Suspiria, which is like uh, Dario Argento uh, Italian oh. horror films, uh-huh. which are I'm not. I love finding those out because those are so for, not only foreign in general, but so foreign to me. It's like uh-huh. I've only seen a few, and I just know Argento based on a couple of movies that I saw because I. You used to work at Blockbuster. And, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> of course, I had that, like, kind of same age boss who was also, like, super Today's into Apple employees oh, are yeah. yesterday's Blockbuster ones. <laughs> Just had to call that out. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know oh, that's true. Oh, fucking so true. Um, <laughs> but you had a... Uh, but my boss was, like, super into horror films, too. So he would, like... Like, I was... You know, like, oh, me too. He's like, oh, have you seen this? No, let's watch it. And so he'd like, cool. show me. So I'd see Susperia and I'd be like, oh, my God, the colors. And just like, it was so insane. Uh, and I, oh, man. Horror definitely seems to exist as that kind of genre where if someone is a fan, it it, it is a very, like, prolific genre. Mm. And where if someone is a fan of, of a horror movie, I think there's this very specific, like, uh, occult quality to oh, yeah. it uh it. in terms yeah. of like oh my god you have to see this yeah and I, I also think that there's there's never a moment for me and that's the thing that i love the most is that there's never a moment where i've like i've seen it all mm-hmm. it's just that even though you feel like i've seen a lot the uh and because um i guess the only thing i was going to bring up was like feeling like kevin in the woods had been this very definitive uh horror movie, oh yeah but you still feel like there's uh there's plenty of room to explore Absolutely. and there's like other monsters there's other there's in every uh every horror movie i think can be as personal to the viewer as it is to the maker interesting um the I, I feel like you know if there if there if there's a genre you that you really like you're gonna do it because there's there's something very personal for you to tell in it or there's something that affected you about horror that you really wanted to be a part of so like if you're I, for me, the the thing that I really want to try, I, I do want to make a heart movie. Cool <laughs> to say that uh, at some point in my life. That's awesome. Um, and the the only thing that I keep thinking of is like I want to make it so that it's like a pers- uh, a piece of me and somehow universal because I uh-huh. think those it follows I think is very successful because it's able to speak to that universal fear of something always is kind of behind you something's cool. always coming after you yeah so like what is what like that kind of universal fear is something that i think really works for the most successful horror films like uh, going somewhere um uh, that i don't which is there the, i i think i said paramount earlier but it is the universal monsters is <laughs> i think i think it is the as soon universe. as you said universal i was like wait a minute oh yeah that's like the Wolfman and yeah, the director. But, um, but outside of just I know the studio. You, I just needed to mention that just to, a, to help clear my name so I people weren't that. like, you fucking idiot. That's, it's so funny you say that because uh, I'm worried about anybody that likes horror films listening to this oh, going. Just screw him. Like the whole time going like, fuck that guy. He doesn't know the name. Screw him. Fuck that person. Um, screw him. The, um, <laughs> the, the one thing that uh, I really – enjoy uh is a halloween party that uh since moving up here uh-huh. uh uh 
some people know this person, uh, uh, Zoran Gavoyich, uh, does a Halloween party. Uh, he doesn't live here anymore, and so we still ha- uh, set it up at another friend's house uh, where we watch for 24 hours all these terrible horror movies. Nice. And we'll kind of end it with, like, uh, a really – you know, there's a couple of good ones thrown in for, like, everybody stay engaged. Yeah, yeah. Because you're going to check Don't out – Don't totally – Yeah, because after seeing Zombievers, you're just going to be like, oh, God damn it. Uh, there's only so many thanks killings you can watch. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's the kind of thing we're oh, talking about here, absolutely, right? Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. And Murder just... turkey that's like <laughs> raping people. I'm aware yeah. of things killing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, you can only see so many Jack Frosts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. And sometimes you could watch both back to back. The double feature of that is a nightmare. <laughs> Thanks killing and Jack Frost. Yeah, both Jack Frosts. Sandwich oh. It's <laughs> 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 just the worst. <laughs> One has an Oscar winning actor. Oscar nominated. He didn't win. I forgot that he put the speech back. In oh his yeah. He Do you think that was staged or not? I don't know. I Who think he, did win? It was the theory of everything. Oh right, Eddie Redmayne. He should not have won. I. You know what? But then again, it's subjective. Some people. It really is. It is subjective. I also think that's exactly the kind of role that is just, just like begging for people to throw oscars at it yeah but i agree with you i think i thought it was good it was great i think so too i totally agree it's not that i didn't like eddie redmayne in theory of everything i thought but i just really pulled it off much better than most actors probably would have but yeah i just think he should have gotten the oscar taken away after watching jupiter ascending i never saw it but i heard how bad it was eric told me that there's a or I heard that there's a he tried to watch part of it and turned it off. Mm. I think someone else told me there's a line where Mila Kunis's character, the, the titular Jupiter, yeah. says correct someone who's like Jupiter, and she's like, call me Jupes. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, it's already absurd that you're a- asking me to watch a whole movie about a character named Jupiter, That's and the so title bad. of the film is Jupiter Ascending. That's oh, so bad. But you also are nicknaming this character Jupes. Jupes. Yeah. It's a terrible movie. Jupes. I wanted it to be good. That's so bad. Jupes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like it sounds like somebody forgot to turn off the faucet. Jupes. Did somebody turn that off? Call me Jupes. <laughs> no. Jupes. Uh, uh, Michael Keaton, so good in yeah. The Birdman. And Beetlejuice. <laughs> Would we consider that a horror movie? I've never I, seen I it. I would say it's... I got horror inspiration, mm-hmm. and there's there's elements like for some kids that could totally be a horror movie. Yes, like that's one of the reasons why I've never seen it because I saw like it, uh, it, I don't I don't. It's I think it was a I think it's uh, Tim Burton's sensibilities kind of exist in a world of horror, but he he kind of gives a he kind of follows more with the romanticism of it, like Edward Scissorhands being kind of this gothic romance. Yes, you know, sure that is, makes perfect oh, sense. Speaking of gothic romances, I, I am so excited for Crimson Peak. Uh, well, Crimson Peak. Uh, Guillermo del Toro's. Uh, yes, the haunted, I have heard about this. It's like a haunted house, and they built this beautiful house, and just all the. Aren't oh. there? It doesn't have a really cool cast, too. Oh, amazing cast! It's it like, like um, studded. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try to kill myself <laughs> right now. I, I know who's in it. Uh, Google it, <laughs> yeah, guys. Google it. Yeah, I remember. That being the reason it intrigued me oh, more yeah. so than it being Del Toro or like uh, this big cool horror thing. And he's fantastic is because the cast his, is his his contributions to horror are fantastic, and he uh, he's such a fucking awesome happy guy t- and appreciates it so much that I get wrapped up 
in his personality, and then I just kind of feed it into the movie. I'm like, oh, cool. of course. Uh, Devil's Backbone, great uh, movie. You should definitely watch it. Um, let's see. There's something else I was going to ask about where... Oh, okay. So I want to get into this conversation because I'm interested to, to hear your take on it. Mm. Uh, I think that horror is becoming one of the most produced genres because they're very inexpensive to make and they have a relatively guaranteed audience. To, you know, I think to a degree, uh, genre movies have an easier time of getting produced because they're absolutely a built-in audience that wants to uh, see it. And if it's a good movie, then they're going to celebrate the shit out of it. But if it's bad, it really gets ripped up. And even though it makes it can make its money back worldwide, you know, it's just it's just bad. Yes, I, I think that can happen a lot. Uh, yes, horror gets pumped out. I think more times than not because of the idea that they could do it on the cheap. And that it's like, it's whatever, just make it pop, make it scare. But that doesn't necessarily make a classic or something that kind of lives in people's consciousness. It, it could play on a couple of fears, you know. Um, Even, I mean, you cited you like Insidious. Yeah. But, but isn't the... But I, but that, I think... Wasn't the sequel... Which one was the, oh, sequel, the sequel that sequels. had the little weird doll? Oh, Was yeah. that Insidious? Uh, you're, th- you're talking about Saw. Mm. No, you're not talking about Saw. There was a doll? Uh, oh, 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 no, 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 no. Last uh, year. The Conjuring. May, and they, yes. And they did a spinoff of Annabelle, which was yes. the doll at the beginning. Yeah, That yeah. was it. I didn't watch Annabelle. Uh, I liked The Conjuring quite a bit, but I didn't think Annabelle was such an interesting doll I to think get its own fucking movie. That is exactly what I was thinking of, was because I knew the first movie in the, like, uh, you know, series mm-hmm. or, or or franchise or whatever you wanted to say yeah, yeah. was successful and, like, horror fans genuinely enjoyed it. Yeah. And then the sequel is like, come the fuck on. Like, you're very uh, obviously just... Well, the funny thing is, it's, it's not even a direct sequel for The Conjuring because they're doing a Conjuring 2 oh. that's going to follow the investigators. Okay. Uh, and Annabelle was, like, just kind of like a, it's a tangential uh, mm-hmm. sequel, sort of like Paranormal Activity, uh, the marked ones. Where it's not like it's in the universe. The marked. The marked ones. It was, um, oh man, I didn't see that one. Okay. But it, it's basically. I'm not even aware of this. Oh, it's like, God, Jesus Christ. How many paranormal activities are there? It's like five. Four, I think that five. was the fifth. Yeah. And the sixth one's coming out. The sixth one actually looks pretty great. Really? It does. Have you seen all those? Uh, I've seen, up. Uh, no, marked ones was the, was it the third? No, no, it was the fifth. I haven't seen the fourth, the fifth. But I plan on seeing the sixth. The fourth looked eh to yeah. me. Uh, the third one was awesome. And okay. S- and I think uh, they've actually really knocked it out of the park with all the odd-numbered ones. Mm-hmm. But hearing that the fifth one was bad kept me away from it. Uh, so I'm kind of hoping that the sixth one makes up for it just because the number six is so predominant. Oh, uh, you know, sure, 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 sure. And it's going to be in 3D. And I'm a sucker for the 3D closing chapters. I saw Saw 3D, even though I didn't really enjoy the Saw franchise. I don't like a lot of the... Um, big ones? Well, no, no, not big ones, but like uh, the torture porn ones. <laughs> the tor- uh, not slasher films. Slasher- hostile. Yeah, hostile. When it's just Saw. like, yeah, those. A lot of those I don't um, like a lot. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's still that's more of a slasher. Yeah, he's more of that's a what I thought. He's like a stalker. I've slasher. only I've seen the remake of that. The remakes are... Yeah. I saw it. It was one of those things where, like, everyone wanted to yeah. watch it one time when I was in high school. They got another one. And I was like, I can only do this if someone agrees to let me, like... Watch a bunch of... 
like Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, course. well, <laughs> that too, but be like held and comforted. <laughs> I think I was like sitting in a friend's lap the whole time. Treat me like a baby lamb yeah, is born. Basically, yes. <laughs> basically, uh, if you baby lamb me, I will watch this. <laughs> Um, that's, that's a new term. Yes. Ba- I would like to be baby lambed. Baby lambed. Uh, that's a similar to, I watched <laughs> the ring for oh, the yeah. first time in eighth grade. Cause I was at a summer camp mm-hmm. with a bunch of other, uh, 13 year old girls and everyone was like, let's watch the ring. And I was like, let's not. Oh, everyone wants to do this. I will be the only dissenting voice. <laughs> Oh. That movie scared the shit out of me. Absolutely, yeah. The, I liked the remake a lot, and uh, the the original Ringu. Uh, I I don't even know if I'm saying that right. I think but that's how I heard it. it. Yeah. Uh, uh, I thought it was a good idea, but I thought everything else about it was kind of like the the bodies were really funny to me. Oh like sure. They're, like all they're all twisted. They're just like. They just look like people caught in mid-coitus, and they're surprised by somebody walking in on them as they come. It's like, <laughs> you know, so it's like, you know, it's like, oh my god, why would you do that? Um, and the the truly scary moment was when the girl comes out of the TV at the end. Yes, uh, and terrifying. Uh, they did that so well, and so yes. like, oh man, if somebody got like a budget behind this, and then with the American remake of it, I was just like totally blown away by how much I was scared by it because it was just like such a so you would say that's, like, a pretty scary movie? I thought it was. Okay. When I saw it in theaters, I was kind of freaked out. I, I would, like, too, but I think my sense of it, like, I feel like my sense of what I find scary and yours, are like, because you watch so much more of it, right. I feel like they are different. Uh, I, mean, I, I, I might have found it scary on a different level, but I I, 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 I don't know. It, I, it scared I, me. Yeah, I, I just think, like, that's the, that's also the best thing about horror movies is that you could see a lot of horror movies but there's gonna be a, somebody still be, yeah unsettled unsettled oh, scare you. I, I i brought this up earlier but the uh okay hmm. i think in my head i had finally convinced myself that i was going to and should watch the babadook yeah you should because i love films and i've heard such good things about it aside from it being like just a scary um you know concept or yeah. whatever uh, but you you are affirming that. Oh, it's an amazing movie. Will and I be real scared? There are going to be moments that are totally terrifying for different reasons. Okay. Uh, I don't... Like psychological type? Yeah, that's the thing. See, I think I can deal more with psychological scariness mm-hmm. than, like, Ring. Ring has some psychological things, yeah. too, but a lot of it is, like... Shit, yeah, like that girl climbing out of the yeah. TV is very unsettling. That that horse throwing itself off the back of that yeah. boat is really unsettling. Since I don't want to bring up too many moments of the Babadook since yeah, I, I, I do want to see it. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the thing that I, I it was not the movie I thought it was going to be. Cool, which was great. Yes, and uh, I think any time a movie can yeah subvert your expectations. The, the lead the lead actress, what they did with that kid. Everything about it is just so well done. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it genuinely, there are just some terrifying moments, and just for different different reason. Because, uh, yeah, yeah, I just want you to see it now. <laughs> I'm going to. I will. I will. Uh, I told myself that months ago, and I kept having conversations where people would, like, ask me if I'd seen it yet. Mostly with people who are friends of mine who know sure. that I kind of try to, like, keep up with. Just um, movies that are very. Good. Exactly. Yeah. Like, kind of movies that are in the zeitgeist and. Mm-hmm. and, and I had, like, three or four different people ask me if I'd seen it, and I was like, no. 
and they're like, you have to. And I'm like, but I might be scared. <laughs> I think there, yeah, there's totally moments that are going to freak you out. Okay. But I don't, I, mean, I don't think in the same way that like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre would freak you yeah, out. Yeah, I don't. Or, yeah, it's just like, there's just different levels. I remember seeing, um, one of the first times I recognized, I was able to recognize something that like really didn't scare me at all Mm -hmm. even though someone else i was watching it with was very unsettled was (laughs) that terrible uh rear window remake disturbia with um shiloh (laughs) and like he it's this part that's like nowhere near what rear mm, window is right and he like goes over to um he goes, doesn't he go to the neighbor's house or something? he goes to the neighbor's house and he like falls through the floorboards and there's like a bunch of like bobbing like gross decaying dead bodies around him which is like not a mm. rear window at all nope. and also to me not scary because right. it's like this feels kind of silly and yeah. not treated like it kind of comes out of nowhere where the movie's concerned mm-hmm. like it's been this very suspenseful like thrillery type thing A lot of nuance. yes like new like uh you know similar to the hitchcockian vibe mm-hmm. where it's just kind of like building a lot of um mystery the and then all of a sudden yeah and then it's like Whoa, he fell in these like it's, You were right all along. Yeah, by like, the way. <laughs> right. My and my friend who I was watching it with, um, this was at some point in college mm-hmm. started to get a little like, Oh no, what is that? What is that? What is he doing? And I started like cracking jokes just to kinda like help her feel better. because um, we were just watching it like on the couch at home and sure. I was just like, Oh, he fell in the dead body soup like <laughs> <laughs> And my roommates just died laughing. Like, I was just like, oh, he done fell in the dead body soup. What's that? Is that a head next to you? Oh, that is, is a that a head shame. next to you? That, and, like, that, that was one of the first times where I recognized, kind of to go back to that, like, roller coaster analogy, yeah. that was one of the first time I recognized that, like, oh, like, I could see now that, like, this kind of thing is never going to scare yeah, me. Like, like, there's totally a bunch of horror movies that are like that yeah that shia you, labeouf in dead body soup like <laughs> that's stupid i kind of want to see that movie just yeah. to see how silly that would be you should dead body yeah soup i bet LaBeouf. if you google dead body soup you won't find it you won't find it and shia labeouf is not an executive producer starring in it written by it's not yeah done. but that's like first like i i think it was also kind of when i was discovering that i really like wanted to keep doing comedy and stuff so like it was a moment of pride for me to just be like riffing on a horror movie which is so such a popular um oh, pastime and yes thing. just everybody does it now. right and that's a, that's a thing that we do at the the horror movie party oh i'm sure i'm that sure that's like, an aspect of it you can't watch thanks killing unironically yeah. and just sit there and like enjoy it <laughs> yeah it's hard it's hard to or because because there's also different genres that that we uh that they kind of try to hit so there's like a creature feature and there's, cool. there's a stalker so you kind of end up going and there's like the creature double header so it's like you know, giant octopus versus giant mega shark or something mm. like that, which are just nightmare movies that I don't know why they. Yeah, get made. like Sharknado. Oh yeah, but yeah. the the do you think that those kind of creature feature like the blah blah versus blah blah? Mm-hmm. Do you think those are made in a similar vein of like Sharknado is purposefully supposed to be bad? Oh, I think I think they are. I think those are made with kind of super tongue in cheek, and they know they're going to be silly. 
And I think that's just kind of like a – it's it's that mindless entertainment. It's like, guys, yeah. everybody calm down. Do you know how silly the world is? Yeah. And those – I don't think those are terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just that sometimes they're not well done. And I, I haven't watched a full Sharknado. Yeah, I mean – I've only either. seen, like, parts of it. And it's like, I get it's it. It's just kind of – It's not – It's almost like the lowest – Like, yeah. to be able to, – To say that it's you're like Sports Center. aiming <laughs> – <laughs> it's just on. Turn, turn your brain Sure. Off. That makes sense. Like, I see why people get something out of it. Yeah. I really do. But to be aiming to make a thing that is purposefully bad. I, yeah, I don't know if they. Is. Uh, is like. There's like a. I there's think, wonkiness to that. Yeah, I think there's. I think they're trying to make it so bad that it's fun. Right. And not so bad that kind it's Kind of good. like a. Like a piranha. Yeah. Piranha 3D kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. Like, just the, like. Oh. Uh, the <laughs> and also it's kind of like yeah that's kind of making light of this thing that every single human is terrified of. Sure, we're all terrified of dying in some gruesome bloodbath way. Yeah, or and in, in general, we're so, just all afraid of dying. Period. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say I feel like we've touched a little bit on like universal uh, fears. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why this exists. It's just like people want that we're acknowledging one that we're not gonna be here forever. Uh, we're also acknowledging that it's like, if you gotta go, go with, uh, you know, if you're gonna go, go in a very gruesome way or something like that. Yeah. But it's, it's also just kind of like, you know, it, it addresses that fear of death in so many different ways. That I think uh, some, it's not, it's not necessarily always a serious conversation because 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 that could really weigh you down. Uh huh. And then you're you're never gonna get out of your house. Uh-huh. It's like a light conversation. It's like, no, 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 we're all, we, we get it. Yeah. We're all gonna, you know, we can step out of our house and get killed by a giant robot lawnmower that came from the future that, you know, was sentient and we <laughs> sure. never knew. Or, that's totally <laughs> fair and that's totally a way that I wouldn't think about the genre. As yeah. a, as a, you know, non-fan, to me, like I said, like, it just reads as, oh, I love getting scared. I'm gonna check this out. But yeah. seeing, viewing it through the lens of like, these are all universal fears. Yeah. Um, why not explore them in a different way? Yeah. And the idea, I love how you spoke to like uh, uh, the idea of the, 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 the like villain, the scariness coming from a place of like, uh, not just there like to be scary. Romance. Yeah. yeah. I, I think a lot of classic monsters as well as a couple of newer ones, they, they have that, kind of power to them where you know you kind of get lost and and like that's so like also very tragic it's like very sad yeah you know sometimes it's like um to that point to bring it back to freddy krueger mm-hmm. if i'm not mistaken i think Wes craven at the time was um he read a couple of articles where children had died in their sleep and it was totally unexplained uh they were healthy kids and they died, and they were—I think they were like young teens to like a, uh, an older teen. And he'd read those, and he just like was so cons- like something started clicking Consumed. inside. And I think he was uh, a new father at the time, and he realized that there he can't always be there to protect his kids. And what uh, is that about? And so like it started percolating for him. That's so scary, right? like, but in as, a as really a parent, interesting like a really way. Great fear, and like other moments that. Uh, I also think sci-fi is really great uh, yeah because it, it really goes hand in hand with similar certainly similar questions raised sure. questions and of the unknown general fears explore, yeah uh, there was a really horrific scene in minority report where uh, how quick child abductions happen mm. where Tom Cruise goes underwater and he's like his kid is timing him uh, to go underwater. How, oh, how long can he hold his breath I remember that scene yeah. yes and his kid 
disappears. And uh, Spielberg making that scene was like, this is the scariest scene I've ever filmed. Oh. Because he loves his kids. Are you talking about the guy who's made, like, some Jaws. of the... Yeah, yeah I was going to say Jaws. Jaws. Yeah, you know? that was literally the thing that came to mind for me, too. <laughs> like, one of the most iconic, yeah. scary movies. And, like, all these other scary moments in, like, his adventure films that you're like, oh, that that's the scariest moment? And it's like, oh, yeah, because as a parent... That's, that's what, real as fuck. Yeah, that's it's so... And so, you know, there's, like, those moments that I think creep in. Horror, I think, creeps into a lot of stuff. And there's always, like, a little... And that's the thing that I like about it is that it can explore some real things and some silly things. And that's, yeah. That's awesome. What do you think are some of your favorite, like, uh, uh, goats for you? Greatest oh. of all time. Oh, that I would just put on. To just, yeah. Oh, so things that you return to, things that will always resonate with you. I think I watch ni- the first Nightmare on Elm Street every year. Really? At some point. Uh, I just put it on uh and i've had i think i've bought it in every form that it's come out in that's funny uh so i have like an old vhs tape uh-huh. uh, i have uh, a dvd of it i have a blu-ray and uh, all you know i you're like a digital copy I, anyway, yeah. yeah it's on my uh, hard drive at home yeah I'll just put it on i'll watch i watch a lot of horror movies to go to sleep to that's so uh, funny and <laughs> counterintuitive yeah uh <laughs> the only i think the only movie that i try to fall asleep to uh, that isn't a horror movie is because of my little brother uh, is the movie Big Daddy with Adam Sandler. That is so uncanny because when you were saying that you own a copy of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street in like every version it's came out in, I have a VHS copy and a DVD copy of Big Daddy <laughs> because when I was growing up, it was like my like I just loved it, and yeah. now I understand why I love it as mm. much as I do, and it's because. I realize it's the kind of comedy that I really gravitate towards, which is it's funny and so silly, yeah. but also there's so much heart. Oh, yeah. There really is a really nice, like, say what you will about Adam Sandler and, and you know, some of the floppy things that he's done over the, over. A couple of years now. Yeah, yeah. But I really loved that movie yeah. the first time I saw it and kept returning to it because like that movie makes me tear up. Like oh, yeah. it's a really sweet, it, like a really sweet relationship develops yeah. between that kid and his character. And it's this, you know, story about a, a kind of a shithead guy, like yeah. realizing that there are other priorities in life. And it's, it's truly uncanny that you said <laughs> big daddy. Cause I almost said, yeah. Oh, you know, a movie that is for me, big daddy. <laughs> Uh, my brother would watch that to fall asleep to, and it. I used to watch 2001 to fall asleep to in high school, That's and he so didn't like funny. 2001 because uh-huh. he was like, I'm really falling asleep to this. <laughs> and he just wanted something to kind of drift off with. Sure. Uh, and I, not something that's like bored to put him to yeah. sleep. Something that's like comforting to put him yeah, to sleep. Like, <laughs> 2001 wasn't boring to go to sleep to, but I, it just, for some reason, this, this pace of that movie. It just, loses people. Yeah. It, it sure. put me to sleep. Uh, and so, but over time I just kind of gave him, he's like, Oh, you want to watch uh, big daddy? And that's what we watched. That's so funny. Uh, uh cause we sh- I, I didn't have my own room forever. Uh-huh. Uh, I have a brother and sister. Um, I think uh, so. Nightmare on Elm Street is a go-to for me. Um, I think any of the nightmares, really. Uh, New Nightmare is pretty great. I kind of I kind of skip around between the first one and New Nightmare, uh, just because. I, How much later did that come out? Was it like a sequel or a remake? Or? It was a. 
it was a sequel, but it was a sequel in the same way. And I think it came out before Scream, so I want to say it was like 96, 97. Because okay. I think Scream was like 98, 97. That sounds um, about right. To, mm-hmm. I'm trying to place it there. That sounds and, about right. Uh, uh, it, it's kind of a reboot sequel, but without – because it, it reimagined Freddy in a really interesting way that like that Nightmare on Elm Street in and of itself was containing this evil – that Wes Craven found and that the only way to keep it contained is to let it be praised, but not hurt anybody. So it's like, Oh, we're going to just write these scripts and make these movies so that this evil can be just in a box. Really? Yeah. And that's the greatest part about uh, new nightmare is that the new nightmare is that, Oh, this is real. And the reason why we make these horror movies is because this horror is real and we're trying to box it up. Interesting. And that the Freddy that you find in that movie isn't the Freddy you were afraid of in the first one. It's like, the going, real thing yeah, like robert england is being terrorized the guy that plays freddy krueger is being terrorized by the real freddy krueger so it's, like that, it's kind of this great meta weird and, yeah, it's good. Uh, i like going back to that one too because i feel like that was like the first not the first but it was like one of the ones that stands out for me as uh, a meta horror movie where it's like this is all yeah weird. i mean and not to give anything away about that we kind of hinted at it earlier but that feels similar to uh cabin in the woods oh, type yeah. thing like, like super super meta super yeah. commentary uh, um, and, um i like i do like going back and watching the screen movies mm-hmm. uh those are fun i think i've seen the first couple the fourth one's good those were definitely things that the i had third seen third one was a misstep for me yeah those were definitely ones that that's like kind of in the realm of the ring for me where yeah. it was like a, the scary movie of the time that I actually saw. Yeah. Um, cause I think scream was just kind of like inescapable at that, at the time that it came out. Yeah. Uh, John Carpenter movies are good. Uh, so like the thing mm-hmm. in the mouth of madness mm-hmm. and, um, Halloween. I've heard John Carpenter's the thing come up a lot in, Ooh. in people's favorite, like horror movie conversations. Yeah, John Carpenter. Do you is... think that's like, Scary. I, I think it's. Um, <laughs> I, like I think it. it's. I think it's scary in in the fact that it, it kind of goes into like you can't. It's like hard to trust and the difficulty in trusting people for what they say because they can't be lying. Okay. You know, and it's like to trust somebody and to kind of put your life in their hands in a situation that's like you know this thing can be anyone in this room and the thing isn't gonna get kind itself of like up. an it follows type yeah you know and and it's it's real nihilistic like we're not oh man john carpenter when he gets nihilistic man there's just like no coming coming out of it really it's wonderful. I, I love john carpenter uh-huh. and he's he does his own like i didn't find out that he did his own fucking i didn't music. know that yeah cool he does his own music that's fucking insane dude. yeah it's like he comes up with these awesome things he does this amazing music um he has a full like uh <laughs> It's like, you know, image. He's so fucking smart. And he just, you know, smokes cigarettes, eats red meat, fucking drives gas guzzlers. He doesn't give a fuck. And it's like, he's like, he's like the grandpa I always wanted. But yeah. But I wasn't cool enough to have. You know, it's like somebody else's cool grandpa. I'm like, God damn it. I want that fucking man in my life. He's so cool. Um, but In the Mouth of Madness and It are two of the ones that I go to a lot of his. Uh, in the Mouth of Madness was probably the. It, like. Or, uh, uh, the not, thing. The thing. Thank okay. you. Uh, it is actually. Stephen King is a fun fun movie for me but i don't think it's scary okay uh well the first half of it is scary Yeah, because you've done you've done sh- i mean we'll get into this a little mm-hmm. uh in the end in the last question i'm sure this kind of thing will come up but you've been a part of a group that did a stephen king kind yeah. of exploration awful people did uh stealing from the king which was uh all stephen king 
mashup show where mm-hmm. uh, Trey Hanks is a huge Stephen King fan. He's read all the books. I haven't read all of his books. I've read all the way through one of his books, which was actually an anthology book, uh, oh, Nightmares okay. and Dreamscapes, which I love. Um, and he's read all of them, and he did all these like nuanced scenes that have all of these like I I couldn't even like Jesus Christ, you have like. I've seen a lot of like Stephen encyclopedic King. kind of yeah, knowledge. Yeah, like insane. Like he is the Britannica of Stephen King. Wow. Um, uh, I've only seen Stephen King movies, and I only know some references based on like so, like his original pen name being Richard Bachman. Mm. Uh, he brings brings that up, but in a way that I wouldn't even have known why. Sure. And it was like crazy to me. Gotcha. Um, cool. Uh, in the Mouth of Madness uh, is one of my favorites because... And that's also John Carpenter. John Carpenter. Uh, it, it was one of the first ones of his that I saw in theaters that was like uh, new. It wasn't cool. like a late night movie yeah. or something like that. It was yeah, like, because like, otherwise, you know, most of that stuff predates... Yeah. I mean, I've seen other ones like uh, Escape from L.A. or something like that, but it wasn't like a horror. Horror, the, yeah. The... The thing I loved the most about that is that it was a commentary on belief and how easy it is to get sucked up in, like, radicalism. Sure. You know, uh, and, that, and that, to me, just, like, every day, it's just like, oh, yeah, this whole world. That could, is unsettling, yeah. Yeah, this whole world could change into something else if everybody just decided to believe in something different. And it's really nightmarish to watch that movie because... It, as horror, as horrifying it is that these things are like these slimy kind of H.P. Lovecraft creatures, or you know, everything looks like this weird slithering worm of tentacles and weird yeah. mouth openings. And yeah, and <laughs> just like all these weird kind of Cronenbergs running around. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the part that is also kind of crazy is at the very end. Um, there's a movie in the Mouth of Madness, and it's uh, Samuel watching the movie of himself. Because there's an actor that looks like, well, it is him. And uh-huh. you watch, he's watching the movie, watching him. And so it's like, in a uh, way, either. the movies that we make are like, we're slowly driving ourselves mad. Yeah. Like, and so, so it's, it was like a commentary even on the movies that the guy wow. makes. In, in my mind, it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's how I saw it. And it mm-hmm. was it's like crazy to me. It's like, this is so intense. Levels of yeah, just like, commentary. Just like in, insanity. And like, this is what we believe. And this is how the world is like slowly going to spiral into an end. <laughs> cool that's a great (laughs) summary of a bunch of uh uh things that you kind of gravitate towards oh you mentioned cronenberg real quick before i i wrap this up but like guys like cronenberg and um shit the oh uh lynch yeah are i would kind of put them in a similar place in terms of making these like kind of unsettling yeah i I don't know if I mean, I guess you could say that there's a lot. I mean, there are definitely horror elements to them, but I, I think that was kind of why I brought it up cause it was think, to see what yeah, if you thought I, they kind I think of. Cronenberg has uh, a couple of good sci-fi horror-leaning movies. Uh, they could like Scanners, you know that mm-hmm. that whole business. Like I've seen Dead Ringers, yeah, and I wouldn't necessarily call that a horror movie. And well, I was a great think, thriller, but it is a thriller, and it it, it has some really genuinely like scary upsetting yeah. aspects to it yeah i think they're both masters at, at creating that kind of playing with that tension of mm-hmm. dreams and and sure what reality is and kind of things like that so I, but i don't in my mind i don't gravitate to them as like straight up horror no i wouldn't either uh, but like when you mentioned it i was like oh this would be 
an interesting thing to kind you, of oh, feel uh, out. Speaking of like a, a movie that uh, I found out recently, pretty like in the last year or so, that Schenectady, New York, was Charlie Kaufman's horror movie. The, it's so funny. This is the second time this happened. When you mentioned uh, at the end of what you the monster the uh, in the mouth of madness. Yes, in the mouth of madness. I thought of Synecdoche, New York. Yeah. In terms of like, is that how you say it? I think I think it's Synecdoche. Okay. Um, um, I mean, the actual no place in New York yeah. is Schenectady. Okay. But the uh, title of the film, I believe, is Synecdoche. I don't know how to say it. Um, right. Who knows? <laughs> uh, Charlie Kaufman does. But when you said that, like, that he's watching himself in a movie, yeah. it, I was like, the thing that immediately came to mind was Synecdoche, New York. Yeah. and. Making that analogy back, you know, if you you saying that was his horror movie, I was like, yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, because time in and of itself, like the, the the creature in that movie is time, mm-hmm. and time is just getting away from him at all moments. Mm-hmm. Like if you go back and rewatch that movie, the the dates are always changing, expiration dates, the the clocks are always at different times, and they're always kind of going a little faster. And it's because time is the monster that is chasing us all. I love that. And there's no stopping it and no control. And then like. The whole purpose of, of his life is, like, getting to this big art thing. And then uh-huh. time caught up with him at the very end. And uh-huh. he was like, this is – I never watched it like that. Yeah. And then that, – That's a really fascinating read uh, of a really – what can be a very, like, dense, yeah. hard to – hard to have an entry point into that movie. But, yeah, that's a really yeah. – I've only um, – I think the biggest takeaway that all, most like critics had from that film was like maybe Kaufman should only be writing movies and not yeah. also directing them. No, no, I think it was really well directed. I I think it's like it's one of his only things where it's been his you know artistic directorial vision too. Yeah. I think it's cool that he he has that. Uh, it's definitely unsettling as fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's that's a beautiful hard movie to watch. Yes, yeah, I totally agree. Um, all the performances and everything too are just totally sell mm-hmm. what could have been a, a real train wreck in the wrong you know actors' hands. I oh think. yeah. Uh, cool. Let's go ahead. What? How do you think that your the love that you have for horror films um, and the genre and everything therein uh, has influenced you both creatively uh, and then kind of your life in general? I think creatively it's uh, made me go towards a darker sensibility with my humor uh, and just also kind of be turned on by, you know, when something's going to the edge of sanity, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of pushing, like in, just in comedy in general and in theater when something's just like so, uh, it's so it could be so broad, it could be so theatrical, and I'm never turned off by that. I always kind of want it amped up more, be- and I think because of some of the theatricality inherent in horror, um, and I, I think uh, personally, uh, I, you know, I think I think it's it's made me a little morbid. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> probably, uh-huh. and I think probably from you know if I had to, if I had to be honest, I could I could probably say it wouldn't have been a bad idea to give me like ten years of believing the world to be a good place before 
just like <laughs> thinking that everybody's a monster before and you're a pessimist at eight or <laughs> yeah you know, I, I well I, I also think the news probably didn't really help yeah me, but, sure uh but it, yeah i think i think i've always kind of looked uh looked at things is that there's a way there's a way to overcome like horror movies also give you like a encouraging like there is a way to overcome certain things so like when there's a horror movie that they, like there is no way to overcome something i'm i'm a little turned off by that interesting notion. Just because I think... What's one that you could cite? Um, so, uh, off the top of my head, uh, one of the more recent ones, like The Ring, where uh-huh. you're kind of like, oh, she solved the riddle of uh-huh. what the, this is. And, and then it's like, oh, you're you're not going to solve that because there is no helping this per- person. And it's like, and there, there's, oh, a, there's like a real... because you just keep having to pass yeah, it yeah. along. There's yeah, just like, there's it's no just not. passing the book. Yeah. It's not actually solving the... Yeah. You you solved it for you, and that's great. But guess what? There's a person that you already kind of fucked over, and that's why every it was kind of like uh, kind of Sisyphean, Sisyphean task. Mm-hmm. Or Sisyphus. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like Sisyphusian. Sisyphusian. So I, I just uh, I feel like there are a lot of things realistically that can be overcome, and uh, just with some of the stuff that. So do you think th- when you're when you're watching a horror movie, it is satisfying for you when a solution is reached, for lack of a better way to put it? Yeah. I, I know the monsters keep coming back. There's mm-hmm. constantly sequels. But it, there is something satisfying to me when somebody can get that victory. Because I feel like in life, there there are nothing but, uh, you know, constantly... <laughs> Sisyphusian the, tests. Yeah, like everybody's... <laughs> we've, we've, oh, when you really think about it, we're living in the world governed by the dead. And ha. people that are on the verge of death are giving us new rules that we're going to have to live with and they don't have to deal with. And then they kind of live. So true. I mean, we live in this kind of, if you look at it from the outside, there's this real horrifying world that we've had built up around us. Sure. That we can't, like, as much as we think we can affect it, there's there's only so much we can do. There's only so much. Uh, before you kind of hit a wall, at, like, uh, depending on who you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe that's just the pessimist in me. And yeah, no, sure, I mean, I don't know. Dreams are true, fair. and people can o- overcome anything. And you know, power to the people. <laughs> but at, the sa- at the same time, you know, you're. At the same time, it's just like I feel as uh, there's these two parts of me that are warring all sure. the time. There's this person that's like, you know, doom and gloom all the time. And I think I get that a lot from the people that lose in horror films. It's like, oh well, not everybody survives a horror movie. There's mm-hmm. only like one virgin girl, and it's like, eh, <laughs> she's she's gonna live to die the next movie or something. Right. And then there's a part of me that just really does hope that we can crawl out of any adversity. So there's like, you know, I feel like even though we we have this current kind of world of the dead that we praise and live in, and we go see fallen cities and we're like that'll never happen to us and that's kind of why we go see the parthenon it's like yeah, yeah look at this this could never happen to us guys yeah and then you know always yeah it's always like <laughs> celebrating this yeah fallen culture yeah and like and we kind of like teach it in schools it's like how cute was this it's uh-huh. like oh they all thought about a lot of gods it's like oh don't you guys all go to church on sunday and drink the blood of your yes. lord you bunch of psychos l- <laughs> <laughs> like you know and, and so like i think there are elements of horror all throughout yeah life. zeus is crazy transubstantiation <laughs> <laughs> no way did things get birthed from his head that's fucking nuts yeah <laughs> hey pass me the skin of my lord <laughs> so i can chew on it um yeah you burnt <laughs> <laughs> take it god uh, <laughs> take it god. <laughs> but you know just like, there's horrifying things that uh that i see as like unstoppable and then 
I want, there's like this, this is like this kind of naive hope that we can overcome all of these things and become better people. And that's what I like in a horror movie when you see like somebody that maybe has that turn in them where they, maybe they've been down and out the whole time and suddenly they, they find the strength in themselves to overcome this one moment. And even though they don't kill the monster totally, you're like, oh, there's still hope. There's hope. And so yeah. that's kind of fun. Sure. Uh, I love that. Yeah. That's great. Uh, last thing, I, I'll i definitely mention this in the like intro and stuff when I post it, but mm. uh, we... Uh, I believe originally met via Splatter Theater. I think so. Yeah, three, three or four, four, four years ago. Four, yeah, because there was a year where we didn't do it because the theater wasn't up. Um, and so for me, and I think we talked about this when you originally told me that if you did the show, you'd probably talk about um horror film, Mm -hmm. horror movies. Um, that it feels it's cool to have come kind of full circle to have been like doing that together yeah. uh, for this is our third year now um, and uh, it's it's funny I feel like uh, but I, I guess just like I'd love to hear you kind of talk speak on like I know the show is really um, like great like you love being a part of it because of your love for horror movies yeah. Um, and I would love to hear, like, I guess kind of your thoughts on that, um, more about like what, I I mean, you said you would love to make a horror movie at some point. Like, what is it like to be able to put on a production like this or at least be a part of it? Uh, being a, being a part of Spider Theater for me is, is a lot of fun, uh, because the, the silliness of. Uh, you know, making fun of all the kind of because there are tropes that everybody addresses mm-hmm. and reveling in that and just kind of being, you know, uh, robots built to kill right. <laughs> or built to die rather. Oh, sure, uh, sure, sure, uh, yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> and then having the killer moment and and the deaths being so gruesome mm-hmm. uh, is and really like the the focal point, like the feature of the show. Yeah, is and so it's just like being a part of that. Uh, is is really like fulfilling a little bit of a dream of being in being in a horror kind of uh, production because you know you, you goof around with like fake blood on Halloween yeah. and, and uh, probably me more so than other people because you know, there was like one Halloween where I couldn't even open doors because my hands were covered in all this fake yeah, blood like head to toe it's your uh, thing yeah <laughs> and doing the show you're just uh, I, 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 like backstage uh, I'm kind of giddy to get on mm-hmm. to die uh and uh it, the, the whole the whole experience of of feeling the the kind of uh, celebration of like oh not not only are we celebrating horror in general but like having the fun of like of of addressing death sure. so it's a, it's just that theatrical experience of uh, we're all gonna like how funny, haha! We're full of blood. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's funny because we're dead and we're all going to be eventually. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's like <laughs> 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 this, this killer is unstoppable and he's never never gonna stop us uh, uh, from di- uh, like uh, or he's never gonna not be stalking us uh, mm-hmm. and that's and that's kind of the fun of it because even uh, at the end you're just like oh and then the, the that whole classic oh the killer's not dead. Yeah, yeah, right, 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 yeah. right. Very cool. Never uh, that was perfect. That was exactly <laughs> the kind of thing that I was looking for because I knew you had nice, fun, eloquent things to say uh, about it. I love the show. Uh, me too. It's uh, it's like one of my favorite things that I get to be a part of. Um, thank you so much yeah. for doing this with Thanks me. Thanks for having me on. You're a dear. I love you, and I mean that.
Thanks. Love you too. This has been a Nerdalogs production. For more on the Nerdalogs and our shows, please go to www.nerdalogs.com. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.